0: Welcome back, everyone. It's Anne-Marie and Dr. Jamie. As promised, we are back with the solution to your calories and metabolism not really it's not a solution
1: (laughs) it's not a solution we're just we're just going to talk more about it because it's something that people ask a lot of questions about
0: yeah i think that um i got a lot of questions they were like this was so good but i have more questions so i think that we should do a quick little recap on what we were supposed to do last week in case somebody did not get it i'll give you my version of what we were supposed to do and then jamie will give you the real version of what we were supposed to do like we always do
1: perfect
0: what I did was I I learned a lot about like calories and metabolism and how you know how to eat a certain things and what which ones are burned faster than the others and how I learned that crappy food gets burned faster and I thought it would be the opposite because the healthier foods are harder to, for your body to you know to work through so that was super interesting that a Twinkie is easier to get out than than a piece of broccoli Um, so what I did was I used this app, um, called my fitness pal, which is free, um, you know, for the, for, for, for this purposes, if you pay for it, it's even better because it does all these other really cool things. Um, anyways, so what I did was I started logging. Okay. Actually, before I do that, I weighed myself and then I. Um, I sort of set a goal and I'm using quotations over here because it might not be a realistic goal but whatever that's what I set for myself <laughs> and then <laughs> I, we're all gonna
1: judge you now no, I know kidding. you are <laughs> so good.
0: and then I set a goal of how many calories I thought I should have I did not ask Jamie I didn't like research it I just kind of like went through like old logins of my fitness pal to figure out how much i was eating when i was eating good ish and so i set a goal for a thousand calories a day that's what i did okay i'm not saying that's right i'm not saying that's wrong but that's what i put on the app because what happens is you set a goal you put your weight you set what you want to lose or what you want to gain by the way it could go either way and then as you as you upload the foods Um, which by the way has a really cool scanner so like you don't have to input it you can actually use your phone and scan the barcode on the meal that you're having and it'll help you like um you know uh put it onto your like the whatever the breakfast the lunch the snack etc it's not like a hundred percent accurate on some things like you know if you're not eating something with the labels a little harder and if you're not like using a measuring cup but this was just kind of like Let's just say this was an average. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say like the first that I did the first day I did it, and <laughs> my goal says a thousand. Um, let's just say I had 1237 calories. Um, uh, so that put me at a negative 223 calories. So um, I don't know if you like wanna break me, like want me to break down like which like one meal at a time, but pretty much like
1: yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Let's start off with um, putting it out there to everyone listening. Anne Marie's caloric intake goal of a thousand calories is way beneath where she needs to be. Oh, interesting. So, okay, like insanely lower than you need to be. Okay, uh, particularly with exercise. Um, so just so we, so we're all sort of clear, listening. She's telling me this for the first time without me having heard it because I would have came in and been like, oh, no, no, girl, that needs to be a lot higher. So let's, um, let's hear how those calories broke down at the bottom of the page. You should be able to talk about how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbs. Can you can you talk about what you were able to break that thousand into?
0: Well, so, OK, so the way it shows is telling me it's telling me by breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks and then it's telling me like so it's telling me this particular day my breakfast intake was 469 calories it's telling me my lunch was uh hold on uh 300 and my dinner was 268 and then my snacks were 200 so i don't know hold on i'm trying to find where does, I don't see that at uh, uh, the fats.
1: So there's a little, I mean, I won't do it here on the podcast. because No, it's fine. I want to know. I'm cool. Um, Share it, But I'm not like, I'm not looking at it. it so there's a little spot in the app where okay. you can actually, I think it's in the upper left or maybe in the bottom, okay, where let me... it lets you change it over from calories to macronutrients.
0: Got it. Okay. And
1: when you do that, then it'll show us your intake. Okay. Because remember, if you ate a thousand or 1200 calories, of nutrient depleted or low nutrient dense foods that's not great if you ate 1200 of highly dense foods then we're working with something a little bit better here okay i am logging in because i i
0: had i'm gonna okay because we're recording on our phones i had all of these on my computer so i'm not on the app right now so i'm logging in on the computer now Okay,
1: while she's logging in. Yes, so I was going to say, yeah, break it down. Let me just sort of break this down a little bit. So, at minimum, I would never recommend a woman eat less than 1,200 calories a day. Okay. Because you start to get into a place that's too low for maintaining metabolic function. Now, that doesn't mean that there can't be days that you have a lower caloric intake, right? So, you know, we've talked about detoxes. We've talked about juice cleanses. Those are very specific times and plans that we're using in a way that's specific to the goal and not your everyday. Okay. But what you did was you tracked on every single day, which means this would be your normal intake. And almost never would I have a woman less than 1200 calories a day because of the metabolic demand of muscle, of hormones, of how we use our energy. Now, what those 1200 consist of. We're going to break down a little bit. But so right off the bat, you started off too low to maintain the amount of lean muscle mass and energy that I know that I would want you to maintain. Okay.
0: So what happens when I did something like that? What would that what would that how would that affect me?
1: I mean, there's a lot of different ways. If you just did it for a day or two, it's not really gonna affect you. If over the long term, you're not eating enough, it could manifest in many different ways. It could manifest in fatigue, mood swings, hair loss, weight loss, weight gain. Um, you could get stagnant and not hit your goals. Wonder why you're not gaining any muscle. You could feel more hungry. You could feel you could your appetite could go away like it everybody's so individualized that there's no way to actually tell you what would happen. But under eating, chronically undereating over a long period of time can have negative consequences. Now while I also acknowledge that um it's not it's good to not under it's it's a good idea to not under eat. You know, we want to eat enough. I also think that those calorie counters my fitness pal and lose it and a lot of these too often overestimate the calories so it is challenging to sort of really know where your sweet spot is but a a thousand is too low
0: okay so i I'm, i'm in okay so at the bottom it says totals it says let's see on calories it says 1240 your daily goal 1014 remaining minus 226 cards your totals were 111 your daily goal was 126 so it's it's 16 is green then moving on to fat, your totals were 43. Your daily goal was 33. So we're at minus 10 there. Moving on to protein, 36 is the total. I ha- Your daily goal was 51. So I was green 15. And then we're moving on to sodium. Whoa. So my totals were 1458. Your daily goal was 2300. So I was missing about... Um, 4, uh, 842. And then finally sugars, uh, the total was 37. The daily goal was 49 and that remained of 12. And-
1: okay. So let's break those down a little further. Okay. So anytime there's a sugar goal, just ignore it because the truth is we're all going to try and have less sugar unless the sugar is coming from fruit and that's going to be strategically placed in the diet. In, in another way. So don't really look at a sugar goal. Our goal is to just have less sugar. As far as sodium is concerned, uh, the goal that they're giving you around the 2000 mark is the daily intake goal for most people. Now, I am not somebody who believes low sodium diets are beneficial because I think if your sodium is coming from, you know, Himalayan sea salt and celery, that goes a long way and is very important, especially in hot weather. So unless you have issues with hypertension or swelling or specific to sodium, I don't actually think that people should get hung up on the sodium. That being said, uh, if you picked up a package of miso soup and it had a yeah. thousand milligrams of sodium per serving, just remember that's an entire day's value in one food. So it's good to know that the average recommendation for a human is 2,400 milligrams a day. The average recommendation for somebody with hypertension is 1,200. That doesn't mean that you need to fall in those numbers, but it does help you understand that if you pick up, uh, you know, any food product and it's got, you know, over a thousand milligrams of sodium in a serving, it's way beyond a good amount of sodium. Yeah. And by the so- way, my sodium was all like the only sodium I typically use is like
0: Himalayan sea salt. Like I don't have any other salt in my house. So that's good. I didn't know that. So, yeah.
1: And, and salt is not an enemy. Salt is such an important nutrient in our body. So when I see people being so fearful of salt, I sort of, I, I realize it's a very, it's a position where they're coming from, you know, being influenced by the mainstream world where yes, processed sodium from McDonald's is going to kill you. Um, but salting your vegetables is actually going to, you know, wind up being very uh, beneficial to you in the end. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend too much of the attention there unless you have a specific need to. Okay. But then when we break down your macros, so you've got an, an adequate carb goal, and you hit it, you're far underneath where your protein needs to be, and you're definitely low in fat. So without knowing a single thing that you ate that day, mm-hmm. I can tell you right now that with 30 grams of fats and 40 grams of protein or 30 grams of protein, you did not eat enough good fats, which means how do you keep your hair and your skin and your all of those super important uh, benefits of having good fats, right? So how did you possibly get in whether it's nuts or seeds or avocado with only 30 grams of fat. And if you did, it was very little because if you were to have like olive oil and nuts and seeds and avocado in your diet, um, in an appreciable amount, you would have blown through that recommendation of 30 grams of fat. And then the protein at minimum, they gave you something in the 50s and you only got 30. So that tells me your day was largely vegetarian. It was probably made of mostly vegetables and some fruits. And that's okay for fibers, but you're not getting protein. And how many you know, times have we talked in our podcast about yeah. if you don't get enough protein, you cannot hit your lean muscle goals. People come to me all the time like, I want to look leaner. I'm like, you can't get stronger and you can't recover and you can't repair And you can't feel energized if we don't eat enough protein. So you getting 30 grams of protein is far beneath where I want you. So for most women, I would say at minimum, I would want them at 55 grams of protein a day. Okay. And I would want them at minimum 40 grams of fat per day.
0: Got it. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So should I tell you what I had that day? Because this is so interesting after what you just said. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so I started with my green smoothie, which contained moringa powder, it contained uh coconut kefir, it contained frozen grapes, red grapes, it contained cucumber, uh, frozen spinach, frozen kale, and coconut water. That was my morning smoothie, and then that was after I had my matcha uh latte with hemp unsweetened hemp milk which is like the plain the most plain you can get of the hemp milk that's not for any other reason rather than as just like the way it tastes i'm not like once i sort of stopped sweetening my coffee before i had stopped coffee and once i started matcha it was one of those things that i never added sweeteners into it and i never have and like my palate just got used to it
1: um so that was my but let me interrupt and ask you why was there no protein in your smoothie
0: I don't know. Do you mean like why didn't I add like the powder you've given me and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, or any protein. Like you basically just made an entire smoothie of vegetables and some fruits. You've got no protein in there. so
0: Because in my head, you want to know the truth? I was thinking I was saving all of that for later on when I got really hungry. <laughs> I don't know why. Right, or
1: maybe later on you wouldn't get really hungry if you had the right amount of nutrients in each meal, which is something that women more than men battle all the time as we restrict because we want to be able to eat when we feel hungry later on, but that comes from the mentality of restriction, which is you didn't eat enough the first time and that creates the hunger later on. So I would be curious in our next episode for Anne-Marie to give us feedback on what happens when she adds one scoop of protein to that smoothie every morning. Does it change the weight and the amount and the time she feels hungry later on in the day?
0: Okay, I'm taking notes on that. And I think this is great that we're doing this this way because now I can actually go you know, do it the right way or attempt to for one week. And then if not the following week (laughs) and then, okay. So for lunch, I had, so that's interesting. So interesting enough, I don't know the exact amount. This was like, I I could have had more, but I went and bought one of my favorite salads, which maybe not so healthy, but it was a Chinese chicken salad. So the, Chicken was not grilled. I'm not going to tell you what it was. Um, and it had the dressing and it had those little wontons on it. So that's kind of where the lunch was. And it was probably like 350 calories.
1: Where did you buy it from?
0: From Jones on Third.
1: <laughs> so, did you? So, how were you able to calculate? Because calories? I Googled
0: around what that salad was like. And like I took a bunch of different salads that had their you know had the calories in it um so I just sort of make an you know I was giving it an average so I had it had chicken and obviously all whatever lettuce goes into a Chinese chicken salad and then it had the little wontons which I know are fried which are probably not good um so that was
1: probably not like
0: I don't know was that the best plan uh meal no but that was just like that I don't was think like a treat. There's nothing wrong with
1: that. I think you combine vegetables, proteins, and carbohydrates. I eat those little wontons in my salad all the time because if my salad doesn't have something crunchy in it and yeah. some sort of ready, then I'm starving and I'm not interested. Um, but the point there is, I, I think you probably underestimated the caloric intake there because if you had chicken in an adequate portion and if you had you know, the wontons and the chicken was fried, your fats would have been higher and your protein likely would have been as well, but we haven't heard dinner yet. Um, so there may have been some discrepancies in sort of what you averaged and what the salad actually was, okay. but nonetheless, I think that salad is a great idea. I mean, you're taking chicken, which is a very lean sort of, um, protein. dense protein yeah. and you're taking the vegetables, which are great for your fiber. And then you added some carbohydrates in there. So Oh, so I don't think it's a bad choice at all okay cool oh I feel
0: better now um because <laughs> I felt really guilty about that salad I don't even know why uh, I don't know
1: why either because our next episode is going to be getting the guilt out of our day
0: okay perfect okay so then for dinner I made a veggie bowl of um sa- uh, beet sauerkraut um avoc- half an avocado Half an English cucumber, uh, portobello mushroom sliced, not cooked, just all raw. And then I topped it with the dress, with the um, ginger miso dressing, Um, which interestingly enough, the avocado and the dressing had the most calories in all of this, just from reading from it. Um, So that was kind of like I made a little bowl. And then my snacks during that day, which interesting, I got really hungry later on like starved and then i had some golden berries you know those from navitas mm-hmm. they're like dried. those are like the one th- the one berries i really like and then i was and then i had pistachio kernels as a snack so that's it that's my list for that day
1: so can we just talk about you've said three times in this like how hungry you get And I want to highlight, and I'm telling everybody listening, and I, Amory and I have not spoken about this before, but I want to challenge you to the idea that your hunger may be because you didn't eat enough. And that is what drives you. And we've talked about sort of your intense need to snack, right? Yeah. And sometimes you get into this place. And I'm now wondering, listening to you, would you feel less of that if we had more consistent and robust meals? And by consistent and robust, by no means am I saying you should have you know, 2000 calories and eat a big hamburger with a bun and all that. What I'm saying is I don't think you're getting enough protein in your meals. And I think it's triggering you to feel starving later. And then you're fighting the, you know, chips or seeds or, or uh day or which is my is. emotional eating yes which is where I- you are attributing to emotional but I don't actually know if it's emotional knowing you and I, and we've talked a lot so you know I don't know that it's always emotional because you do often have a really good sense of sort of how you feel and the awareness there I'm I'm tending to think that right now where we might be is you don't have enough protein in your diet okay and I'm going to challenge you for the next week to do this same assignment but you cannot eat less than five, zero, 50 grams of protein per day. And when you do that, does that in turn make you feel like you need to snack less? So when I do this, so could I do this next
0: week? I'm going to start tomorrow morning. Can I do just three meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then try it out for a few days? Or do I need to do like, I don't know, six meals or Two, three no, meals. Of course not. It doesn't. You,
1: you can do it any way you want. Three okay. meals is is preferable.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and what you can do is three meals, and then with with a really good amount of proteins and fats, and then you can put your. Vegetables in as your snacks, and that may really make a big difference for you. So let me let me revise your meals. So in the morning, I would have done the same smoothie, and I would have added one scoop of protein in there to get anywhere from ten to twenty grams of protein. So that would help you feel less hungry and less starving for lunch. I would have done the same lunch, probably lots of vegetables, good amount of chicken. Keep the. the crackers, whatever the, I can't think of the word right now. Um Oh, the the, the wontons, wontons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eat the wontons. So now you have a now you have an adequate salad with the chicken, with the fiber, the vegetables, the wontons, and then for dinner you can still do your mushroom bowl. But we've got to get some protein in there. Now, if you were isn't the
0: mushroom protein? Isn't the avocado no protein? not
1: enough? Avocado is fat, and the mushroom is a lower protein. So we could throw some lentils in there if you want to keep it vegetarian we can throw some what about tempeh?
0: can i put tempeh? yeah in there? you can
1: put some like organic tofu or tempeh in there if you're willing to not have it be vegetarian or vegan you can just throw a piece of salmon or cooked fish in there okay uh, and that will increase you by a good 20 grams of protein and now what we got is we got you to that 50 plus and i'm very curious for you to report back to us to see if you truly work hard on hitting those meals are you still as hungry or ravenous for the snacks later on i'm gonna go out on a limb and say i think you're gonna be less hungry and you're gonna feel better
0: okay so i just want to quickly because we talked about this for people that eat everything Let's talk about if somebody that's not eating dairy or meat, how would they do this? What what are they going in their three meals? You know, we talked about putting chicken in the salad. We talked about the protein powder. So in the morning, we know
1: you can do a vegan protein powder. Would that be okay? Of course. Okay. So then I mean, what would be even, your- even for my non-vegans, I still often have them do a protein powder in the morning. Okay. Smooth. Okay, cool. So then f- what would, so I would, I'm
0: assuming you're not going to recommend that a vegan has like tofu or soy in both their lunch and dinner or no, aren't not these.
1: at all but what about lentils what about garbanzo beans chickpeas um, black beans okay got it nuts, okay nuts and seeds perfect okay mm-hmm. great
0: okay oh yeah that's another thing like i can add seeds to the diet i can i mean to the salad and i
1: have people add you know chia and sunflower seeds all the time
0: okay okay cool this is, I like this, I like this episode. I feel like- So, I'm- but I
1: think what we're gonna look at is we're playing around now with the, not playing around, but we're we're, we're manipulating now to look at, this is exactly why calories doesn't matter because Anne-Marie won- picked a low calorie number in order for her to stay in there. The only thing you can eat is vegetables and fruits. So what happens when we robustly increase the nutrients that are dense, the proteins and the fats in a good way? Of course, we're always talking about the, the better versions of these. And then all of a sudden, we don't have to worry about the calories because the quality is so improved. Yeah.
0: Okay. By the way, I want to say one of the other days, I had a full burger and fries. Just saying. Mm. <laughs>
1: so. oh, no, and I know you do. I, I know that you do. and But yeah. I think that there's a lot of people out there. And listen, I'm going to be super transparent. Like, one of my biggest gripes with a lot of the Instagram influencers in the nutrition world is that they take on the concept of clean eating with such an extremism that it creates a disordered pattern of not eating exactly what just happened here, not eating enough protein and not eating enough fats because they want everything to be vegetable, fruit, and and sort of plant-based, which is fine, but we have to remember that even in that context, it has to be, you have to have nutrient-dense foods.
0: Which by the way, that's why we're here. That's why we've created this, and this is why we love what we do because we are learning, I'm learning, you're teaching, and then we're giving everybody a chance to sort of like break through the noise of social media.
1: Yeah, so what I want for Anne-Marie this week is I want 50 grams of protein and I want 40
0: grams of fat at minimum. And I'm, I'm upping the calories to 1,200, you said?
1: Well, so don't make the mistake of calories and macros at the same time because you'll get into a... a argument that's impossible to win so if we say 50 grams of protein mm-hmm. and we say 40 grams of fat right so 50 grams of protein mm-hmm. is going to be the equivalent of 200 calories okay um
0: I'm just saying for the purposes of
1: this exercise right yeah but I'm giving it to you right now so okay. 50 grams of protein is 200 calories. 40 grams of fat and these are your minimums everybody minimum 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 okay 40 grams of fat is the equivalent of 360 calories so even if we put those two minimums together you're still only at 560 calories allowing you to still have another 5 or 600 calories in other foods and carbohydrates which you won't have it all from there you'll increase your proteins you'll increase your fats so where I want you to be sure is around, let's, let's move you up to 1200. Okay. Got it. And let's also keep your, let's, let's move you up to 1200 with a minimum of 50 grams of protein and 40 grams of fat. Got it. Okay. Now I don't care what the carbs are because you, I just gave you two goals. I gave you a fat goal. I gave you a protein goal. I'd rather those be higher than lower i'd rather you hit higher numbers and see how much you're full and how less you need to start. yeah of
0: course okay
1: okay um with a minimum of 1200 calories per day okay i'm on it now, also another disclaimer before we before we end for persons who are following a vegan diet Your fats may be higher than your proteins because fat is how you get protein. Most people who are vegan, their proteins are coming from their nuts and they're coming from their seeds and it's coming from avocados and and they're not robust forms of protein, but your proteins as a vegan are lower than your carbohydrates and your fats most often because that's just a different dynamic of foods. Um, Somebody who's eating animals is going to hit this protein number a heck of a lot easier. Got it. Okay. Oh,
0: oh, I see. Yeah, we, we've talked about this before. I always tell you when I have those weeks where I'm, like, eating beef with my veggies and then I'm eating chicken, I'm eating fish or whatever, like, I always feel leaner and I feel like I lose weight faster. So I've tested that theory Yeah, myself. and I'm
1: not, I'm definitely not pigeonholing, like, one diet is better than the I other. And I actually just posted about vegan. I, I know you did. I think a vegan diet is an incredible morale and ethical choice. Um, But you have to be willing to manipulate the macros. So when someone's like, oh, I'm vegan and I'm low carb and I'm paleo. And I'm I'm like, so you eat nothing then. Because if you're vegan, you should have higher fats and higher carbs. If you're not vegan, you should have higher proteins.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's all so interesting. It's so fun. I would like to be inside your head and know all this stuff. It's really fascinating. It's so cool. It's like. It's it's seriously one of my favorite topics. I just want to get as much knowledge as you have.
1: I love it too. I just um, I get I get too like, but I want to like, I want to mis redirect everybody's misguided things that they learn. Like yeah. sometimes I just have to like turn Instagram off because I'm like, oh, don't don't oh, get, trust. You me. know, I can't like getting involved. Um, but I'm really super curious to see if this week for you, you feel more satiated, leaner and less hungry um, with this way of eating. And I think next week we should continue this conversation on the feedback that you have for us.
0: Yay! I can't wait. I'm so excited. Alright, well, this is it. We're at almost the 30 minute mark so we're going to let you guys go. We're going to let you get going. Go grocery shopping. It's Sunday. Get your meals ready and let's do this together. And then um, I have a couple people actually that wanted to possibly share their findings so it'll be kind of cool because maybe one of these people i can get all the info before we go on to the net pod- next podcast and then we can share um anonymously what they did and how it worked for them so amazing yeah all to right to be well- continued to be continued have a good day guys
1: bye everybody